Hello and welcome to this podcast. Global LPG Conversations is brought to you by Argus Media, a leading independent provider of energy and commodity market information. My name is Sarah Ray and I'm the global lead for our Propylene service here at Argus. With me here today is Tunshi Lee, our Olefin specialist and editorial manager based in Shanghai, and Kristen Muller, who is a principal in our consulting team specialising in LPG. One of the issues I get asked a lot about at the moment is the growth of PDH capacity and its impacts on the LPG balance. Between 21 and 2026, the number of PDH units globally will increase from 44 to 75 and the propylene from PDH units will increase from 17.6 million tonnes to 38 million tonnes. Much of this new capacity is in China, but all regions are investing on this on-purpose propylene production technology. Why are so many people investing in PDH rather than more traditional routes to make propylene? Well, a variety of reasons really, and it's a good question. The refinery sector is coming under more pressure as the world moves towards a lower carbon economy with electric vehicles and biofuels. Crackers, especially those in the Middle East and the US, are invested in ethane cracking, which gives lower cost ethylene but no propylene. And TS, I heard something from China as well. Yeah, there's a rush to invest in the PDH in China as there's some evidence that the Chinese government may implement more environmental hurdles for investors in the coming years. And if you are a propylene derivative producer who wants to just secure your upstream supply chain without the complexity of co-products, then a PDH unit is the answer. Mm. And all of this new PDH will consume a lot more propane from what I understand. At capacity, the volume of propane required will grow from 19.7 million tonnes in 2021 to 46.5 million tonnes by 2026. And there are some new projects that have not even included because we're not entirely sure at the moment when they will progress. Yeah, but with all the new capacity additions, the operating rates uh, will be reduced. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, isn't it? Those operating rates are likely to drop. But Kristen, is there enough propane? Also a very good question. It's quite a lot of consumption coming from that PDH sector. Our supply and demand outlook is for the market to have enough supply for these projects. That's based on a significant amount of additional supply coming from three key regions. First, the Middle East, then the U.S. and Russia. For the Middle East, this is based on the assumption that higher crude and natural gas demand will support higher levels of production of the NGLs. While some of that production is expected to go into the local petrochemical sector, much of it will be headed for export. Looking at the U.S. market, by the end of 2022, the U.S. will have the largest LNG export capacity in the world. So certainly there are some people making large bets on the U.S. continuing to be a very significant producer of natural gas and with that NGLs. We forecast U.S. LPG supply increasing over the period to 2026 to about 108 million tons, with the vast majority of those volumes coming from the gas processing sector. So increased supply in the U.S. coupled with slowly declining domestic demand, that's going to mean higher export availability from there. And over the period 2022 to 2026, we forecast production from the U.S. and Middle East combined to increase by about 40 million tons. So that goes a long way towards meeting that additional propane demand from PDH. 
I mean, Russia is a wild card and our assumptions, you know, have been upended in recent weeks. Six months ago, I would have said that supply would be boosted by the completion of gas processing plants at Omura and Usluga. The additional supply would be partially consumed by co-located petrochemical plants, though leaving some additional volumes for export. Uh, now, of course, we're just going to have to see what happens. Okay, so you are saying that there's enough, but there are risks? Yes, certainly there are risks. Uh, Russia, as I just mentioned, uh, is one, though the flip side of the conflict is that high oil and gas prices may support higher output from the Middle East and U.S. producers. Also, you know, PDH demand is not the only consumer uh, for those additional volumes. Uh, numerous African countries, for example, have announced ambitious plans to increase consumption of cleaner fuels such as LPG. And in, in China, TS, is is propane to PDH very competitive compared to other routes? Is that part of the reason you're seeing so much new investment there? Well, you will not be surprised that there's no a simple answer to that. <laughs> in China, <laughs> PDH is almost around 20% of the total production today. This will increase to about 30% of propylene capacity by 2025. So without PDH, there's not enough production. But there's a variety of different situations, and we have seen this in the last weeks when the margins was uh, being squeezed, and some PDH are linked to the derivatives, so the operational rates are dictated by the total profitability of propane to the derivative. And in other cases, producers have contracts, so must keep running, and in orders for them to run, they will still need to run in the negative margin for a time before considering a reduction. So to some extent, you're saying that it's a mixed picture, that but the PDH demand for propane is not that sensitive to price because they're starting to set the floor price for propylene. Is that correct? Yeah, you are correct. But also it varies from one producer to another depending on their situations or integration and also their propane contracts, etc. Yeah, it's complicated, isn't it? The devil is always in the detail of these things. And with so much propylene capacity being built, not just the PDHs, because we've got steam crackers and refineries being built as well on a global basis. And propylene in Asia Pacific forecast to be long, and the same being true for polypropylene, there are other factors to watch as well. So PP is the main derivative and will be a great indicator, I think, going forward of the health of the propylene chain and the profitability and therefore the operating rates on the PDHs. So we, I think we're running out of time now. So it's been super great talking to you both. Um, we have to draw to a close. Thank you for all for listening. And for more information on Argus's LPG, propylene and polymers products coverage, please visit argusmedia.com. <laughs> <laughs>